Evening, guys. Black and White Christianity coming at you again with another podcast, episode 25. We're thankful you're here um, all over the world. Wherever you are at and you're listening, we're thankful to, uh, to be able to be here with you. Tonight, we're going to talk about, for those of you that live in America, this is going to come as a surprise, but the Roe versus Wade overturning the topic of abortion. For those of you that are listening that are not in America, we have had a long-standing, at least 50 years of a abortion on a federal level uh, that's been legal, and it was just overturned on the federal level and now designated to the states to adjudicate which they want to see fit to have it in the state or not. So for those of you that are not here, just a quick summary on that. But abortion is uh, a very hot topic here in America, and we're going to discuss it tonight. Tyreek, how are you? Good to see you. Good to see you as well, man. I, I'm I'm good. I'm actually ready, you know, to talk about this. Is it? Mm-hmm. I really feel like this is a topic that you know people need to be able to look at from a biblical perspective, as opposed to a very uh, selfish and inward uh, look. You know, so uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty excited well, I, about this. I tell you what, since you're so ready, start us off. All right. Um, Pretty much from what from my from my light look here, I'm looking at um, uh, this this Roe versus Wade thing, and it and actually um, from my research, it started out in 1970. This is when everything started to go down. Um, the Roe is a surname. I'm not going to put her actual name out there, even though I have it. At the time, she was 22 years old. She was unmarried, unemployed, and pregnant for the third time. Now, some of you may say why are those topics necessary to bring toward the uh, podcast? And I am saying that so you get an understanding of the situation this woman found herself in. I do not judge people on their employment status or, you know, if they have, if they have children at a wedlock or anything like that, this is just things that happen. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming at them for that matter, but you have to understand this, this woman's situation in order to be able to really wrap your mind around this. Now, my first, my first uh, scripture is coming from Romans 6 and 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The wages of sin, when you work, when you do work, for someone, you receive a wage in return. You are working to receive something. So you do your work and then you receive something. That's the same exact way in the spiritual. You're doing your work and then you receive something into yourself. This woman was 22 years old, unmarried, unemployed, and she had, and she was pregnant for the third time. When you are having sex outside of wedlock that is a sin when you have a child outside of wedlock that child is a bastard by definition so she's had two of these children i don't know how far it's gone into it but the third one was she was pregnant with it where where so you have to understand this woman has been having sexual relations outside of marriage that's a sin She's also, she's also having these children and the, the, the entire sequence of the thing is the third one is she's getting pregnant with the third one. And it's like, 
you know, my situation, and this is speculation, I don't know, but to me, that's how it seems. My situation will get a lot tighter if I have another mouth to feed, if I have another person that I have to watch over and protect. I'm already unemployed. I'm already uh, with two other children. I'm doing it by myself. No one else is there. So it would be better on me. It'd be better on this child. It'd be better on everybody. And this is the mindset I'm assuming to just go ahead and get this baby going. Like this one shouldn't have to deal with my lack of whatever nonsense, blah, blah, blah. This kind of selfish understanding, and it's just going to roll into my next scripture here, which is uh, Philippians chapter two and three. It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others over yourselves. A child that is born is, is being born, is being formed in the womb. This, this child is uh, on the verge of being created. Is There's life there, though. There is life there, though. And we are taking it upon ourselves selfishly to say, this isn't, this is really going to complicate my life. This is going to make matters worse for me, different things like that. Where's the discernment? Where's the discernment to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to willfully have sex outside of wedlock. Let's not, let's, let's, let's not do this as unsafe as we possibly can. Let's put, let's put a condom on. Let's practice as once again, air quotes, safe sex, because in reality, like we're, you're, outside of the actual framework of what the Lord has for us, we're not supposed to be having sex outside of wedlock. This is supposed to be between a man and woman in marriage. And then the result is being fruitful and multiplying. It's a beautiful thing. The Lord is working when a child is being formed in your womb. And you're thinking that you know best for your life, which is a self-serving, self-directed praise and admiration for yourself over others and over other things. So when you read these scriptures, you see that sin, sin is on the other side of self-service and self-pleasure and all that kind of things like that. It's right on the other side. It's waiting for you. And your actions have a ripple effect that affect not only you, but others. And this person, um, this, this row, she's had an effect on the, the, the United States as a whole. And like Walter said, this is, has been going on for 50 years. Different, different variations of the topic has been going on for 50 years. One person's, and I'm not coming at her. I just want everybody to know that I'm using her as a subject matter example because this is what we're talking about. But one person's selfish act has spanned 50 years and has given rise to people to feel emboldened and and okay with snuffing out life that the Lord has put inside their room. Walter, your thoughts? No, I mean, you, you hit it right on the head and we're gonna get a little deeper into this. It becomes a convenient thing. It may have, turn, it may have been uh, initially, initially it was like what we were talking about anyway, more of a discretion thing. You know what I mean? They wanted to be less of public shaming for someone who had an abortion. Now, there's always the argument to have with all of these one-offs. Uh, there was a complication. The baby got stuck. 
the woman was raped, case of incest. Well, what about these? Uh, I understand that that, that that complicates things, but in no way, in my view, in no way should a child have to pay for someone else's situation. Now, with that being said, if there is a woman's life in danger, I, I the medical procedure to save a life, I understand, okay? I understand. Now, there could be some back and forth on this, and I understand that. I do not go in with abortion at all, period, okay? I, I brought the scripture, Psalms 106, 37 through 39. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood and the blood of their sons and daughters whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. The land was polluted with blood. Thus, they became unclean by their acts and played the whore in their deeds. I look around at our life here in America and at our country and the direction it's going and how long we've been slaughtering the innocent uh, to the gods that we, that the country serves, the comfort, the gods of comfort and convenience and uh, um, self gods made and all of this stuff to promote self and what ended up being the, uh, what am I trying to say here? What ended up being the consequence of serving these? life has been lost and blood has been spilled. I don't care how you wrap it up, how clinically it is, how clean it is. Okay. We're not, you know, putting a baby and, and on hot coals or cutting heads off and blood spilling out. We're not, we're not doing that, but guess what? We've just dressed it up nicer. So for me, Roe versus Wade being overturned on a federal level is a huge win and I'm thankful for it. And I'm thankful that it's going to be a lot harder for women who, who live that kind of lifestyle, who, who don't care about life in that particular scenario, other than their own. They don't care about anybody else's, like what Tiger was saying earlier, to look unto others. There's too many people, and let's talk about this lightly. There's too many people that have kids that could care less about the kid they actually have because it's their life. I've heard that. It's my life. I want to live it. I deserve to be happy. I want to do what I want to do. I only get this once. I'm not letting this child ruin my good time. The only difference between the child that was born and the child that died is time. Whether or not they lived in a state where it went too far and they couldn't do it, or they lived in a family that was not going to support them if they did that, they are still neglecting the child. The child is at least living, but their parenting is still trash at best to say that i heard a story one time and i've told tyreek the story and i'll share it on this podcast of a woman that had a child and she had a choice between giving the getting food for her children or getting a tattoo and she said i gotta get this tattoo and got the tattoo instead of the children instead of food for the children that's wicked that's a wicked thing to do and so in the scripture that i brought the land being polluted uh look around it is not a God-fearing nation we live in. How long can the Lord look upon a nation that does this kind of stuff uh, to the fruit of the womb, which is a reward? And I'm going to read that one really quick, uh, kind of springboarding off Tyreek, what he was saying earlier. Psalm 127, verse 3, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. So you're being rewarded by the Lord, who is knitting together a reward for you in the womb. And you spit on it 
and decide, no, not for me. That's a despicable thing to do. And I have, it's unfortunate because the only three countries in the world that had abortion at least legalized on this level. So I don't want you to get after me in the comments to say, oh, well, yeah, they have it in other places legalized on this level was communist China, communist North Korea and America. That speaks pretty volumes about what we got going on over here. So I'm very thankful that that we have some more conservative justices on the court that decided to say no more. No more. This is this isn't going to run as rampant through the country. And, and we need to keep our leadership in prayer and and um, and and just just keeping them on the forefront of our mind when we get on our knees or we lay or we lay prostrate or whatever and, and get before the almighty in prayer, because this is still a thing even though it's overturned right now this is still a thing this 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 can still go either way like this right a lot of people are like yes you know this is a victory yes it's a it's a small it's a battle one it's a battle one but the, the war is still raging there's still so much that's still going on so we need to keep our, we need to keep our leadership and prayer and and keep them up and uh and reaching out and encouraging if we can whatever we can do to let them know that they are there they're there we appreciate that what they're doing and and how they're making and how they're making their moves um with that being said the, the next thing that i want to talk about is the understanding like now whether you are a believer or whether you are not a believer those are the only two options as far as I'm concerned. You, you either are or you are not. The Lord reigns on the just as well as the unjust. So you don't have to be a believer to be blessed with a child. You can be a believer and not be blessed with a child. You, like that, that, No matter how this cuts out, the Lord is the one that's doing the blessing of the womb and forming a child in the womb. You can be blessed with a child either way. My thing about the whole entire thing is when you have the knowledge and the understanding and the wisdom from scripture, you know to be a little more weary about your actions, weary about what you're going to do and how you're going to um, conduct yourself. And you're going to make sure you're doing it according to scripture because you have fear of the almighty. Some people don't have fear of the Almighty. Even some people who um, believe on Jesus Christ, they, they claim to believe on Jesus Christ and they claim to be a Christian. They don't have the fear of God in them. So let me read this to you. Uh, this is Jeremiah. Ooh, we, I'm going to have to get a charge on this thing. This is Jeremiah chapter one and five. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. God forms us in the wombs, believers or not. So that's what I just want to lock in here. Before I formed you in the womb, God Almighty puts these children inside of you. He, he knits them together, like Walter said earlier. And we take it upon ourselves to think, my body, my choice. Nonsense nonsense you are owned one way or another you're either owned by the almighty you're owned by the or you're owned by the enemy you're owned by the other side 
one way or another. You're not self-made. You, you're not, you didn't pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You didn't do any of that. We are servants one way or another. And that could be rough for people to understand, but it is, is what it is. You're going to pay taxes. You're not. You're going to jail. You're going to go to work and get money and feed your family, or you're not going to do any of that. And you're going to hope that you're able to do whatever, whatever. No matter what, you're answering to somebody. So why do you get so offended when I say that you're a servant to a spiritual being? That, that's one thing that I just don't understand. But I digress. The Lord has formed a child in your womb. So Genesis chapter 1 and 28, and God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon it, that moveth upon the earth. Subdue is a word that, that, that jumped out to me, subdue. And I looked it up. It means to overcome, quieten, or bring under control. When you bring something under control, it is not dead. There is nothing to control if it's dead. Control would indicate that there is life, that this thing can still do and move. It is just subdued. It's just brought under an understanding or brought under a system of control. And <laughs> This goes, this goes to about anything about life, like especially children. The Bible says if you love them, you will, you will chasten them. You will chastise them. You will bring them under control. There's so much scripture about that and about like all the rearing of children and different things like that. The Lord is blessing you to be a mother a father, to be able to have that life lesson of being able to understand your relationship with the almighty better through you being over, um, being over a child or being in control of a child and raising them up in the way that they should go. And like Walter said earlier, you are spitting in the almighty space. Not only are you snuffing out life while it's being formed in your womb, but then to your other point, Walter, you let them be born and then you don't show them the right path. You sit there and they're, they're hungry and they want to eat, but instead of getting them something to eat, you get a tattoo. Your priorities are shot. We are talking about Roe and Wade right now. And my, my whole entire thing is, like I said, I'm not trying to attack this woman. From what I understand, she's become a believer now. Is that correct? Well, yeah, she, she, the story how I heard it, yeah, she was converted to Christianity later on. And she had no idea that it was all going to turn into such a thing. Exactly right. So, and like we were talking about earlier, I just, and real quick, I just, I just thank the Lord. And it just goes to show how merciful and how kind and how loving the Almighty is to allow somebody that was the catalyst to start this thing kind of up to be able to like make it be what it is right now. So broad stroke that he would allow someone to come to the faith like that. And the Lord is like that with all of us. How gracious of a God that we constantly, not just her, not just anything. When you do any kind of sin, you're constantly um, angering the almighty from sinning and not taking it like serious, not, not counting the cost, not looking into these things, understanding that you're not, self-made you didn't make yourself you're not 
any of that stuff. You can do nothing outside of Jesus Christ. And these children, they, they are innocent and we are shedding innocent blood. All we have done is we have changed the, the outside garments of it. Like you said, we're not sacrificing them on coals. We're not doing this and doing that. All we've done is made it more humane, air quotes, humane and bearable to see. And it's like, oh, you know, that was done humanely. So it's okay now. No, 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 it's not okay. You know, not okay. According to I was it's not okay. Let's look at this at a, in a different light now. Let's, I mean, this is just one more thing that divides our country and it divides our country in such a steep manner. You know, I was looking at a couple of videos of the response by the other side, the side, the pro-choice side, and it was just unreal. I mean, they were screaming, shouting at the sky, uh, you know, all kinds of wild stuff, uh, you know, vile things spewing out about the fact that they could not, they don't have the option in certain places or the option is getting ready to get taken from them to free willingly abort life due to a very loose way of living. It, it, is, it, is, a, it is life choices. And when people have an opportunity to hit the reset button or to hit the, you know, maybe they have a, a get out of jail free card you know, they've got the plan B pill and all these things. There is a tendency to live a lot more wild knowing that that option exists. So there's no need for self-discipline and self-control and any of that, because if I, if this kind of goes sideways for me, I can always go and get it uh, taken care of, so to speak. And depending on where you live, you can have it taken care of right up to the point of conception, uh, which is absolutely vile. So I think a lot of people, what they're pushing back on is the fact that they're actually going to have to, and I know this is going to be hard for, for a lot of these people, put some self-control in place. We may actually have to look at our life and say, hey, look, I live in one of these states now that has now banned and outlawed, and it is a felony if I do this. I'm going to jail if I, if I have an abortion in some of these states that are going to implement it, which I'm sure they're some of them already have there were trigger laws put into place the moment it passed in the federal it also passed in the state so i i think it's i think that's a lot what's being pushed back here is the fact that we really can't live wide open now places like california and new york are still going to be six flags over abortion they're still going to have all of these things you know come on out we still have it wide open and i understand that but places that is no longer going to have it that's going to be a really big wake-up call and here again, why is it so difficult to just stop throwing caution to the wind? Like Tyreek says, I wholeheartedly disagree with premarital sex. Stay abstinent. Stay pure. Stay a virgin until you're married. That is not a popular uh, way of thinking. That, you're going to get a lot of shame if you're a young man and people find out you're a virgin or you're a young woman and people find out you're a virgin. The, the society you live in will shame you. And it's hard for people that are trying to follow Christ that are living in those kinds of environments to be shamed day in and day out for a choice that they don't want to make for, for they're trying to stay pure. And so a lot of them fall under pressure. And when they fall into these places, they're pressured by somebody who cares very little for their, for their purity. And it, it's just on a level of defilement. Oh, man, this person's never had me. I'm going to be the first one. Not only am I going to take the virginity, but I'm going to 
do it raw. And I'm not going to put any protection. I could care less what they think. It's a trophy. It's a conquering moment for me. And it empowers me regardless of what sex you are, male or female. And so I hope that the women that are in these states that are living like this will really consider how they're living because I don't want to ever hear any about these women that you know, got pregnant and because it wasn't offered in their state anymore, they went somewhere behind an alley somewhere and had a coat hanger and, and they allowed somebody to just kind of fish something out and, and things went wrong and they died. Is it that bad to give the baby up for adoption? If you really couldn't financially support it or you weren't mentally there or whatever the case may be, there's a multitude of people out here that are longing to have a child that can't have a child and you have had it freely, easily, um, and all you had to do was take it to term. But here's the big kicker. The majority of people that don't want to take it to term is because of the effects it has on their body. That's why they try to get it gone early because you don't have the after effects on a body that just had a child. And guess what? They can't get back out there. They got to bring down the Tinder profile. Now they're catfishing people because they don't look the same. And it's all about a vanity point. It's all about vainness and vanity and how you look to everybody else. And it's, a, it's so skin deep. We live in a society that is just skin deep and we have to look a certain way. And if I have this child, even though 200, 300 years ago, it was a very huge value and an honor when a woman had a child, it was celebrated. Instead of celebrating it now, we turn it into a funeral. Oh my goodness, your life's over. Can't believe this happened to you. It's over. Yep, I can't. You were on your way to college. You were full ride scholarship. You had everything going for you. And you went and did this thing. You can't have this child. You're going to ruin your life. And these are parents that encourage them to do this because you can't have this baby. You're not ready for a child. I'm not ready to be a grandpa. Go get that thing taken care of. That's, that's not right. I'll pay for it. Exactly. Exactly right. Don't worry. I'll write the check because I want you to have a great life. Here's another part of this. These women that have the abortions, later on down the line, when they see a woman that has a child that would be about the age of the child that she had, just trauma. Depression. Absolute trauma. Depression goes into a, a time of mourning, can't really get out of it. All she thinks about is the child that she let go, that she, that she had murdered, and it, and it just haunts them. I mean, you can look up on YouTube, hundreds of videos of women that are giving testimonies of I had an abortion and it haunts me to this day. What about that? Sounds great and groovy. Go ahead, man. Man. Uh, no, yeah. You're knocking it out the park, man. I, <laughs> seriously. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, there's yeah. Exodus 2013. Thou shall not murder, right? Proverbs yeah. six, 16 through 19 talks about the things the Lord hates. Even though that's not a very popular thought that the Lord hates anything, let's read about some things the Lord hates. There are six things the Lord, six things the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, a hand that sheds innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who swords discord among brothers. Now, there was in there shedding innocent blood, and that is something the Lord hates. So how is a country that is the most influential and powerful and richest country ever known to man on the history of the earth? How long do you think we're going to get away with this? How long do you think the, the Lord Almighty will turn his back and just say, oh, that this is just how it is? 
this isn't going to go unpunished. I don't know how it's going to all happen, but we've slaughtered so many innocents here. I don't, I, I can't see us coming out of this and being like, oh yeah, you know, we're just, well, this one's just going to slide. You know, you hear the part in Revelations of all the, the, the people underneath the altar saying, oh Lord, when will you avenge our blood? I can't help but think that a majority, if not a lot of them are babies that were slaughtered. Saying, how long will it be until you avenge our blood? I don't know that for a fact, but I, th when I when I think about that scripture, you know, we have we have done a great a deal of, and we 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 categorize it in such a terrible way: women's health care, women's health care. That's how we categorize that instead yeah. of uh, prenatal uh, health care. Yeah, we just dress it up. And we get everybody mm -hmm. emotionally tied to it because if you are against that, then that means you're against women's health care. It has, has nothing to do with me being against women's health care. It has me being for the baby's health care that mm -hmm. she's carrying. I'm for both of them, the mother's health care and the baby's health care. I want them both to survive and thrive. I don't want one without the other. That's what, that's what makes a woman a woman. And I'm going to transition here. We're going to transition into the trans thing because now we're going to fight on a different front. We don't even know, good grief. Earlier today, there's a new cartoon on Nickelodeon. I saw an ad for it. And it looks like um, all the haunting stuff. Everybody's dressed up or whatever. And when they were, when they were introducing themselves, they said, oh, I'm so-and-so, pronouns uh, she, them. Or, and they all introduce, this is a cartoon for children. So the front is now this trans and gender identification, which is absolutely absurd. I, I cannot believe we're even having this conversation anymore where we don't know what a man is and we don't know what a woman is. Look, guys, it's not rocket scientists. They did it before we had all of this extra stuff. A woman can have a child. Just because she identifies as a man does not mean a man is having a baby. That's not a thing. I don't care. Go ahead. Go go ahead. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. That was a thing. That was a thing. It's just like, oh, the first man in history having a baby. It's like, you you got to read. You got to keep reading because <laughs> you'll, you'll be like, this is wild. This is happening. What, what's, what's going on right now? And then you read and then it's like, oh, there's a woman that is identifying as a man and she's pregnant. Like, I don't care how much facial hair you sprinkle on and take the breasts off and replace parts. That particular human woman has a womb that is capable of carrying life. I don't care if her partner has breasts and long hair and no facial hair. I don't care what costume they wear or surgeries they have. If they have the particular chromosomes that mean they're a female I, and I'm going to quote uh, Ben Shapiro here the truth don't care about your feelings so let's just go what is true I, I don't all of this pronoun garbage first of all I have a question I mean and this is just a, I'm laughing but it's it's a serious question how do you identify world? I have no idea how, how do you identify as a them there's there's just one of you it's you're not identifying a group 
I it, it's absurd. Talk like so, that. Talk like that back in the day would have got you exercised. Like people would have <laughs> like, you got what going on? Um, bring in the, you know, like yo, we have to tie this person up and get these demons up out of them because yeah, this person exactly. is there day. They think yeah. they're multiple people right now. <laughs> Yep, exactly right. We've turned insanity into a cultural fad. It's cool to to act crazy now. It's cool. It's cool to identify as other things other than male, female, or human. We can do, you know, a a mermaid, princess, lesbian if we wanted to. Unicorns. Yep, we get we. And if you don't acknowledge them, you're shamed. Hate crime. Hate crime. Yeah, you're shamed. And so there's just I I see that transgender. Uh, all of that uh, gender identity, all of this being a very deep persecution of Christians at some point, because a true Christian is not going to bend the knee to that movement. It's not a godly movement, period. God is identified as a he. That's another thing. I, I'm, I'm so tired of people trying to identify God as a she. Read the word. He says, he, I am. It, God is identified as a man. So it, here, here again, I don't understand father. why we do exactly a father. A father's a man. A mother's mm-hmm. a woman. This wasn't a conversation 30, 40, 50 years ago, but we're having it now. So let's have it now. Children. If a little boy, I have, I have two children. If a little boy starts to get confused and wants to put on girl clothes or wants to wear makeup, uh, instead of the father, uh, like what we should be doing, saying, no, son, that's girl things. Those aren't for you. That's for your sister and your mother. You wear boy things like pants and T-shirts that are men appropriate and, you know, whatever. You don't wear makeup. No, now we've got to just, oh, th- this is just who they're identifying. And so we cultivate it. We give them dolls and dresses and makeups and wigs. And then they get even more confused because the parents who are supposed to be the bastions of truth, they don't even know what truth is. And so now they're teaching the children fallacies as though they're truth. Children are going to do what their parents are are doing. And so as it goes on, now we start them on puberty blockers. Now we start things to hinder their uh, um, growth as a male or female. They want to be a male and they're a female. Okay, we'll start giving them puberty blockers. Then we start giving them hormones when they get older. And as they, can, as they progress, then we, then we butcher them. Then we take off their God-given ability to procreate or whatever the case may be. They cut a section of an arm out or a leg out and they make you and they design the opposite sex organs, even though it doesn't work. It doesn't, it's not a proper anything. You, we are mutilating children. Um, instead of correcting them, we're letting the children tell us what to do, and we're okay with that. Unreal. Unreal. So, in all of this, I wanted to. We've talked about a couple things tonight: abortion and the transgender movement. I I would like to have an entire episode on that because there's a lot more I can say on that and a lot more we can discuss on that. So maybe that'll be a future episode, but I did want to dabble in it tonight to just kind of discuss it briefly. Summing up, uh, Roe versus Wade being taken out of the federal is, is, a big, is a big deal. And I'm thankful for it, that it's not going to be as easy for these people to slaughter these children. Um, the, the battle's not over. It's, it's still going to be in the States and we should still stand for truth 
and we should still stand for God and Jesus. And we're going to continue to do that. So I don't have anything else. Tyreek, did you have anything you wanted to say? I mean, lastly, it, I would just I would just double down on this stuff. Um, look to others over yourself. This this is this is scriptural. Like, look to others over yourself, and don't do anything out of selfish ambition. Like, just don't do that. Nothing good comes out of that. Like, no, your choices have consequences and reactions, and that the, these little things. Things come out of this. this. This isn't just, oh, I'm doing something just for me. And this isn't going to bother anybody or affect anybody or anything like that. That's not true. It's not true. Your actions ripple. You have a ripple effect from your actions. And, and this is just one of those examples right here of how things go down. Like, please, please, please. The last thing that I just wanted to say is just, like, you know, look to look to Christ. Jesus is the answer. Like literally, I can't I can't go out on anything else other than that. Jesus is the answer. You you have Jesus Christ in your life. You look you look into the word and you and you fashion your life beyond by um biblical principle and the teachings and stuff like that and and, and we'll start to look better as a society. We will start to turn it around. But the more we just you know, do whatever we feel and however human beings are a destructive creature. We can't help it. Left to our own devices, we will destroy ourselves and and we're seeing it. So, Mm. you know, you you have to, you have to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. So Mm. God, God have mercy on us all. Amen. And uh, guys, we love you and we always love you. And we're so thankful that you're here uh, and continuing to come back. uh, And like always, God bless. We love you.